Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back. Ah, welcome back to Money Awakenings with your host, DJ Shaman. No, that doesn't sound good. Coming to you live from Grand Junction, Colorado, 98.6. No, I'm kidding. Um, I am in Grand Junction, though, <clears throat> at the time of this recording. Uh, my name is Larry Morrison. I am the Financial Shaman. And on this podcast, what we do is we go for a walk and talk. I'll be doing most of the walking, unless you want to listen to this while you also walk. And I'll be doing most of the talking since I can't hear you. (laughs) So just imagine we're out for an evening stroll. Or whenever you're watching this, listening to this. And we're going to talk about the beliefs that stop us from receiving money. Or letting the financial abundance flow into our lives. Because, let me tell you something. What I've discovered... And you know how it's like, it's like, that's kind of like saying I discovered water was wet. Like everybody else knew, or a lot of people knew this already. It's not like it was, they're going to name this after me or something because I'm the first human ever to discover this. But what I've discovered is that it doesn't matter how much money you have, you can still feel scared of money. You can still worry about it, even if you have millions and billions of dollars. So what does that tell us? That the amount in the bank account doesn't matter. It's the belief systems underneath it that is controlling you and controlling your relationship with money because of perception. How could you still be scared of money if you had millions and billions of dollars? Because you still perceive a lack or you still perceive that you could lose it all, and since your value and self-worth is derived through money, especially if you're a man, that means you're at risk of being worthless if you lose your money. And since this is a hostile universe to people who are afraid, then you are afraid that you must suffer. That you're going to suffer if you lose money, right? And of course, a number of other limiting beliefs. But what if, what if you changed your relationship with money by changing your perception of it? Thereby, just and simply by the way you feel, you could create more of it. Because what if people can't get their creative juices flowing because they're worried about how much money they're going to make or how things how much things are going to cost or oh i can't do that it doesn't make money or whatever they can't get their creative juices flowing they can't get their energy flowing they can't get into the zone when it comes to how am i going to create not money but my heart's calling. How am I going to create this thing I'm excited about? How am I going to go in the direction that pulls me because of money? Right? What if, you know, in the multiple, multiple times I've been broke, which 
If you haven't heard me say this before, broke is temporary, poor and poverty mindset is permanent unless you work on it. But broke is always temporary, it just means I'm temporarily out of money. It always blows my mind how we say the word broke instead of I'm just temporarily out of money right now. <laughs> because if we use the words temporarily out of money, it would soften the blow, you wouldn't be as scared of it. Right, you would also know it's transitory, meaning it's temporary, meaning this too shall pass, right? And you wouldn't be as worried, which means you wouldn't stay down as long. This is exactly what I'm talking about. You stay down longer because you keep focusing on I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. Why is it I'm? Why isn't it that the bank account is out of money? Why is it a direct reflection and attachment to you? Why is it I am something versus the bank account is out of money, the wallet is out of money, right? Why is it I am broke and, I, and why is it not currently I'm temporarily out of money? Because just simply by the fact of you changing how you speak Changes your whole perception, which changes your relationship with the situation, doesn't it? Which changes your whole vibration with being out of money. Oh, it's just temporary. The source will figure it out. The universe has my back. This time tomorrow, definitely by next week, everything will be fine. That is a totally different, totally different vibration. Totally different vibration. Then I'm broke, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna eat out of garbage cans, I'm gonna have to f go live on my mom's couch. I might as well get a gun and shoot myself, right? Look, look at how different the vibration is simply by changing the wording, simply by changing the perception, everything is different. Your whole vibration is different. And don't you think if you're just like, hey, I'm just temporarily out of money, Instead of, I'm broke, more ideas would come. Oh, you know what I could do since I'm just temporarily out? You know what I could do? I could delay doing this. And, oh, you know what? I could do this. Like, ideas come. Right? Opportunities seem to show up because you're not solely focused on lack. And this is straight up. Straight up thanks to perception. Energy flows, juices flow. You realize you're bigger than this moment, bigger than this situation. That this situation is beneath you. Of course it's there to show you something, but it's, it's perfect. Everything is happening perfectly on time, just as it should. And if that's the way you look at it, you're going to be bringing a totally different version of yourself to this situation totally different version of yourself to this situation simply by saying a different word meaning creating a different perception different relationship with the situation means you're a different person different life different world completely different track completely different path all of your power is there but if you say i'm broke what does that mean That means something is wrong with you. 
What if it said you said, I'm, I'm, I'm temporarily out of money and I'm learning? Because isn't that what it does? Ooh, something is amiss. Something is out of alignment. I need to find out what it is. Well, what do most people do? They freak out. Fear, anxiety, panic, and worry. Guilt and shame, these are emotions that are trying to come to you to tell you that your thinking is off, that your perception is off, that you've fallen back into thinking the universe doesn't have your back. This is why these emotions show up. To warn you that you're dangerously off track. Most of us, what do we do? We live with the anxiety. Remember that hurt, pain, all negative emotion is pointing you to a limiting belief or several false beliefs false beliefs the louder the pain the bigger the fucking lie and the stronger that lie has control over you and your behavior to live in anxiety, to live in constant worry, fear, shame, in constant emotional pain, is to live a lie. This is why it's so dangerous to numb your emotions. It's so dangerous to numb your emotions because you are living in the illusion you are living in a delusion of reality, not reality. If you believe that Source doesn't have your back, this is a hostile universe that is constantly trying to kill you, and you're constantly stressed out that you're not good enough, I've got to do more, become more, blah, 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 and you're constantly stressed out, that means you're living a lie. And if you're living a lie why would you dare numb the only warning system you have called your emotions? That's like saying, I don't... Why is these smoke alarms going off? I'm just going to take all the batteries out of the smoke alarms in my house. That's numbing the pain. Instead of putting out the fire, which the smoke alarm is trying to tell you, that's what it is. You're numbing the pain. We want to be with the pain. We want to feel it. We want to understand it. Where's it coming from? What's it trying to tell me? What's it trying to teach me? What's it trying to serve? It's trying to serve me. How? What's it doing? Be with it. Sit with it. Feel it. It's you speaking to yourself. So, simply by changing the perception, you can change all of the thing and bring all of your power back into focus, all the clarity, the ideas, the opportunities, the creative juices flow, right? Simply by the fact that you feel better, more alive, more aligned with source, you will have things show up in your life. This is why it's so important to understand the beliefs around money. Because the money is a, a reflection, a reaction 
It's a reflection or a reaction to what's going on underneath. Right? You ever seen one of those people who's totally in the flow and they can just freaking come up with ideas like magic around whatever it is, or it could be anything, entrepreneurs, business people, or somebody who's like, you know, any kind of designer, creative, everybody can do this, of course, but if you've ever been around it and seen it, it's pretty magical where they'll just take you know, problems and just solutions, spitball, bam, bam, bam. Those are the creative juices, right? Or artists, right? Who are just like, ooh, you know what I want to create is this. They get in this flow. Athletes, everybody does this, right? We can get into this flow. But you can't get in if you think you're a piece of shit. If you think the universe doesn't have your back. If you think, how am I going to make money at this? Or I can't make money doing what I love. You can't get into that flow. You can't get those creative juices flowing. Because all you think is, no matter what idea I come up with, I can't pull it off because I need money. So that is one aspect of the relationship of perception controlling reality. And how so important to deal with the beliefs and energy around money so that you can change your frequency to that of abundance and when you're vibrating in abundance ideas flow solutions flow the next steps flow plans flow things just come naturally hmm and my juices are flowing right now. There's something I want to flesh out with you. I don't exactly know how where this conversation is going to go. Not that I ever do, really. But there's something I needed to talk to you guys about. Or talk through. Something I needed to talk through. Here's what it is. I keep getting the same question every time. Not every time, that's exaggerating. It's almost every time I do a, a live talk or a webinar. Um, and even a lot of my one-on-ones, you know, they keep saying this. And it, I keep giving the same answer, but I want to flesh it out even further. I want to go deeper with it. It's not that my answer is wrong. I just want to go deeper with it. So the question is something like this. Larry, I figured out that how to have my basic needs met all the time. All of my basic needs are always met, right? Which goes back to my talk on you always have enough. You've always had enough. You always will have enough because the only way you would be able to listen to this is because you've had enough your entire life to eat, drink water, and sleep and have shelter you've had always had enough so this idea of running out is so ridiculous it's so ridiculous how can you run out if you've never run out before so weird anyway so as I've talked about before with the vibration of abundance and the definition of abundance those are fireworks in the background it is not near not even near 4th of July so um, 
Yeah, I guess it's about a month away. Um, so, abundance is the ability to do what you need to do when you need to do it. All right? Now, why do I use that definition? For a handful of reasons, but probably the most important is because a lot of people who define abundance as more than enough, what they've inadvertently done is let scarcity slip through the back door. Because how could you have more than enough? Think about it for a second. Enough is all you need. Enough is all you need. So how could you have more than enough? Enough is as good as a feast, right? So what good is a feast in that analogy if it's just you eating? Most people want more than enough because what they are saying is enough isn't good enough. When people ask me this question, they always come from the vibration of scarcity. And everything I'm saying to you is everything I say to them. You don't accept that you have always had enough. Why would the universe give you more? That is absolutely still fundamentally true. It's like this. I said this on my last podcast. Imagine the universe is constantly giving to you, which it is all of the time. Even air in your lungs. Right? It's always giving all the time. And imagine it gives you a nice gift, like a paycheck. And you look and go, damn, it's not enough. That's like someone gifting you a cell phone. And you looking at it and go, man, now I got to buy the case. It didn't come with a charger. I need a screen protector. All you're looking at is what's missing. How much do you want to buy that person another fucking gift? When they just spit and looked a gift horse in the mouth, you didn't even accept this gift. No gratitude for what was given to you. All you're looking at is what's missing. You don't accept where you are now. You don't accept that everything is working out perfectly, even if there's a part of you that believes it's not. And you have no gratitude when you think that you don't have enough. There is no gratitude in you for what you've been given. I'm tired of scraping by each month, Larry. How about not getting by at all? Have you ever tried that? You'd be grateful to be scraping by and having just enough. If you've ever had not enough, right? Never been homeless, thrown out on the street? Ever had your worst fears when it comes to lack of money? Realized I have. I implore you to try it someday. Or you could try to fix this, this bullshit idea that you're going to run out and master the abundance frequency. Or you could go all the way down. It's up to you. Either way, it's all there to serve you, so... There's no, nothing to fear. But anyway, I digress. I'm going to take a step back. Abundance is what it, doing what you need to do and what you need to do it. That's it. There's nothing left out. There's nothing left undone. 
You have a heart's calling, you go toward it, everything you need will be there. That's abundance. Okay? Now, when you say, I want more than enough, what you're saying is enough isn't good enough. And I have no gratitude and no acceptance for what is. A lot of people, this is what I want to explore with you. A lot of people hear that and get all fucking butthurt. Ah, I want more than I need. Why? Why do you want more than you need? Because you want to stop being afraid of running out. That's the reason why you want more than you need. I say I use this analogy too, and I'm gonna just I'm just bringing you up to speed so that we can dive further. Okay. Excuse me. So the analogy is: Would you rather have ten million dollars or a wallet that had the exact amount you need every time you opened it? The magic wallet analogy. If you say you want $10 million, even $100 million, it doesn't fucking matter. You want $10 million, then what you actually want is for enough money for the fear to go away. You want to stop the fear by trying to fix the external. You want to stop worrying about money. You want to stop thinking about money. You want to relax about money. You don't want to look at the right side of the menu. I get it. It's because you're tired of worrying. What did we say about numbing the pain, though? Trying to fix the pain. You're worried and you're living in constant worry about money because you're not listening to your emotions. They are pointing you to a false belief that you can run out. That the universe doesn't have your back. That you can't make money doing what you love. That you have no value and are unworthy of money and you don't deserve it. That's what your constant worry is trying to show you. That you're not good enough. It's not showing that you aren't good enough. It's that you have a belief that you're not good enough. That's why it's painful. That's why there's worry. That's why there's fear. It's trying to give you smoke signals to a bullshit belief and a lie that you're living. That's why you're emotional about money. Now, if you want the $10 million, if you want to be rich, if you want to have tons and tons of money, it's because you don't want to worry about it anymore. Guess what? That's not how it works. This is why I started with by saying there are millionaires and billionaires, and I know a few of them, who are still constantly freaked out about money because they never fixed anything internally. They went and fixed the external, and the internal was still there because the belief systems are still there. Now, Every one of us has the magic wallet. Everything that you need is always there. Your basic needs are always met. You know how I know? Because you'd be dead if they weren't. So you're always taken care of and you always have enough. And I always get, not always, I all constantly get this question, how do I get more than enough? The first step is to accept that you've always had enough and be grateful for everything that you're given. Be grateful just to scrape by. Be grateful all of the time that you can remember to be. 
the universe is always giving to you, even if you believe it's not. It's always giving. It's always giving. Always, always, always giving. That's the vibration of abundance. It's always giving to you. Be with that flow. Be grateful in that flow. Thank you for, it's always taking care of me. Thank you for that. When you get into that flow where you realize you're always taken care of, you can start to make moves. You can start to think of ideas. You can start to be, well, if I'm always taken care of, then maybe I could take this, quote, like you can't see me do air quotes, risky job or take on this quote unquote risky project of following my heart. You see, this is how we begin to get into abundance frequency. By realizing you've always had enough and that you always will have what you need to get where your heart is telling you to go. Here's what I wanted to play with now that we're caught up to speed after 24 minutes. Where I wanted to take this was how do we fucking first develop this crazy idea about needing more than our basic needs. Now, uh, I've already gone deeper than most people would care to go, right? In that, if you've always had enough, like I said, you don't need more than your basic needs. And people get all frustrated with that. You know why? Because it doesn't feel like abundance. It doesn't feel like they can do whatever they want. And there's a difference between want and need. There's a difference between I want to buy a baseball versus I want to buy a baseball field, right? Now, I don't mean that it's more difficult for the universe to manifest a baseball field than it is a baseball. What I'm trying to say is there's a want and a need scenario here. And again, most people want more than they need so they can stop feeling fear. Okay, now. Is that a frog? What is that? I don't know what the hell that is. Okay. So. You will always have enough to go toward your heart's calling. Now. What I wanted to look at was something that was brought up to me today during a call I had with a client, and it just nagged at me enough to want me to talk about it today and flesh this out, take it just one layer deeper. When we are young, our parents provide, or whoever raises us, provides our basic needs. Food, clothing, water, shelter. Not clothing's not basic need, but food, shelter, enough to sleep, and um, water. So, and ideally connection, right? heart and love and stuff but that doesn't happen to everybody but ideally it does but uh now so the parents provide the basic needs so automatically we're taught 
that the basic needs will be provided for you. So wrapping, getting people to wrap their heads around that they've always had enough and they've always been taken care of isn't too, too difficult. It's to get above that, to have more flowing in than covers our basic needs. Again, you don't need that to get to where you want to go, which is towards your heart's calling, or I should say get to where your heart wants to go. That's going to happen no matter what. However, no however, that's going to happen no matter what, uh, as long as you go toward it. Now, what I want to look at is your parents provide your basic needs. And they do this ideally till they're at least 18. They're not trying to go out to the outliers of people who are raised in, you know, different homes that didn't do that. Let's just keep it simple for the sake of this argument, okay? And we can get into the outliers later. But let's just say you were provided for until you were 18, okay? But how often do parents give you more than your basic needs? And in what ways do they do that? Think about this for a little bit. Your typical parent is going to provide all the basic needs. Even, you know, new clothes for school if they, you know, can afford that. And, but always meals. Again, no outliers. If you didn't, if you were too broke to get meals or whatever, I'm sorry. I will talk about that later. But for right now, let's just keep it very cookie cutter. And then we'll expand on it. So your basic needs are always met to your 18. You have food, you have plenty of to drink, water. You have a place to sleep, right? But what happens when you want more than those things in a household, a typical household? Think about this. The child wants more than this. They want something to blow money on. And I even use that in an interesting way. That's what came out of me. Because we're taught that more than your basic needs is kind of blowing money. It's just for fun. It's a waste in a lot of households to want something frivolous for fun, for enjoyment. You know, maybe it's video games, or maybe it's roller skates, or maybe it's clothes you don't really need, right? You know, I want my new Jordans, and for me, uh, it was comic books when I was a kid, and video games, and uh, what else did I, did I want? Uh, that's pretty much it, I guess. Anyway, uh, I want to go to the arcade or whatever. So, like, when we want more, what does a parent typically make us do to get that thing? Think about this for a second. If you want spending money outside of your basic needs, what does a parent make you do? chores or a job basically you have to do something you don't want to do 
for spending money. What does that train a child to do? How does a child who learns that the universe, because remember, to a child, parents are God. They are the source of your life and the unconditional love in your life. So to a child, the parents are God. And so this is why it's so important we pay attention to how we parent. And child psychology in general. Okay. But if a child learns that their basic needs will always be provided for by their parents, or in this case, the universe, that's one thing. But if they want more than their basic needs, what does a parent teach them to do to do something they don't like to do? They don't want to do that they would never do unless it was for money. How many kids like mowing the lawn, raking the leaves, taking out the garbage? Not many that I know of. That was until I was in, well, it was until I had my own place that I enjoyed cleaning because I liked being in a clean place. So, we are essentially teaching children to do what they don't like to do. To do what they would rather wise, what they would rather not do for money. Basically, we are manipulating children. If you want this, you've got to do this for me. It sounds logical though, doesn't it? It sounds logical to have a trade-off. Because that's how it is when you trade services, right? I go do my work for said money. The baker does his work to bake the bread. I to exchange my energy to do whatever my job is to get the bread. Makes sense. I want the kitchen cleaned. The kids want video games. We trade said thing for said thing. Makes sense, right? Until you become a financial shaman and keep getting the same belief system thrown in your face over and over and over again that says, I can't make money doing what I love and I can't seem to figure out how to get more than my basic needs met. How does a child first learn that they can't make money doing what they love. By parents who teach them to do chores. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong way. What I am saying is you have to see the ramification. At what point in a child's life do we show them that they can make money playing? How often are we giving kids money to go play? Why do we think that 90% at least 
at least 90% of all humans think they can't make money doing what they love. Maybe it's less than 90. I would give it definitely over 80, just to be, just to be fair. Yeah, I would say 80 to 90 at least percent of people believe they can't make money doing what they love because they were taught that they had to do things that made them, that they didn't like to do. Right? How often do kids get paid to play? Never. Very rarely. Right? Unless they're like maybe an athlete or something. And they're typically not making money. They're just probably getting like you know, to go on trips and play and stuff. But how often? Never. So what does that instill in the child? That they have to do things they don't like. In America, or the U.S., whatever. In the U.S., we are obsessed with the term, most of the time we uh, use the, associate the term money with earning. If you haven't heard my definition of earning, earning is to suffer for in most people's minds, to earn is to suffer to deserve. I earned this money. I suffered to deserve this money. I earned this paycheck. I suffered to deserve this paycheck. I earned this body. I suffered to deserve this body. It is the old notion that you have to do what? That there is no gain without pain. This bullshit lie that is the bane of all manifestors. It's the number one bullshit belief that you have to get rid of if you want to learn the law of attraction. There is no gain without pain. That is a bold-faced, absolute, 100% bullshit lie. Absolutely bullshit. Without question. Look at the lilies. Wait, wait, what is the Christ line? Look at the lilies in the field. They neither toil nor spin. Nothing in nature suffers to create. It happens naturally, easily. It is only humans that believe that there's no gain without pain that have to go through that because they believe it controls their perception. They won't even see opportunities that are easy. Easy money is what? Looked down upon. You don't deserve that because you didn't suffer for it. Hmm, and this is what we teach our children through tasks, chores, work, Oh, if you want, oh, you want those nice pair of roller skates? Go clean the gutters. Do something you would rather not do for that thing. And you're probably thinking, well, Larry, I can't just give them everything. Yeah, why not? Investigate that belief. Because then they'll be spoiled. What does that mean? What does that mean? They'll be entitled and think that they can just have anything that they want. Yes. They will think they deserve everything that they want. 
Yeah, but Larry, what happens when they go to take that mentality and actually create for themselves? I don't know. Let's find out. What will happen? You think that they can't manifest. That they're not gods. And you're worried about what would happen to a child who thought they could manifest anything. But you don't see the actual problem in this spoiling of kids is that they're coming from you. That you're replacing source. Remember what I said. Children, all children look at their parents as God. As source, as the universe. So when you're giving them everything, You're worried they're going to come to you for everything, that you're going to be carrying them your whole life. And if you don't know how to transition them off of your teat over to the universes, then yes, that's true. That is what's going to happen. How do we do that, Larry? Simple. You figure it out for yourself and then teach them. Teach them how to manifest when you figure it out. Which means what? You're going to have to figure it out. I have a podcast on Law of Attraction. Well, bottom line, just stick with me. I'll show you how. You go toward your heart's calling. You let go of all these other limiting beliefs. And it'll show up. Whatever you want. But you have to be accepting of it. You're always going to have everything you need first. You have to be in this basic need first. And be okay with it. I mean, Christ walked around with nothing. Buddha, nothing. They didn't need anything. Everything was provided for them. One reason you want stuff is so you won't get your parents' approval and your friends will think you're cool. Who gives a shit? We're trying to create magic here. Get okay with that you're always going to have enough and your basic needs are already met. Accept fully that Source has your back. Right? Anyway, where was I? So, parents teach children that they got to do stuff they don't like for money. And then we wonder why we're having a tough time thinking that we can make money doing what we love to do. We have a tough time believing that the universe would give us money and opportunity and ideas doing what we love because why? We never saw it growing up. No one was given money for doing what they loved to do. If you had a kid who loved dancing, and hated schoolwork, and it was a a chore to get them to go to school. But you turn on the radio and they would just dance their ass off. I guarantee you, you didn't give them money or bribes or force them to dance. No, we forced them to go to school. We forced them 
to do what they hated to do. Because why? There's no money in dance? No, there's shitloads of money in dance. Entertainment is one of the number one billion going moving on the trillion dollar industry. Entertainment is huge. We love our entertainers. We pay them gobs of money. How much would you how much would you pay a master of dance to watch them do that shit? Shakira, J Lo, I don't know, it's just coming to mind right now. I think it's because of the halftime show with Shakira. I don't know. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. There's plenty of amazing dancers and entertainers out there. We pay them gobs of money. How much do we pay the, the smartest school teacher? Or the best professor? Not that much. I'm sure there's a professors out there that are making millions probably from book deals and research and stuff, but academics typically don't make a lot of money. The 10 smartest people in the world make an average of about 150 grand a year. Not that that's bad. Of course, removing Paul Allen from the equation, who is one of the wealthiest men alive. But without that outlier, the nine, nine out of the 10 smartest people on earth make about 150 to 200K a year. How much does the best dancer make? Right? We can start to understand and let go of the fears that all our basic needs will be met. We can start to shift this. But the reason most people are having a tough time with getting more than enough is because what they had to do to get spending money, to get more than their basic needs met as children. Whatever lesson your, chill, uh, your parents taught you about getting more money is typically, oh, here's another thing. <laughs> My dad, who is a, just a world-class piece of shit, that sounds mean. He is, though, but it is mean to say that. Clearly, I've got some work to do there, but... Let's just say he was the best for what he was. So, uh, he did this thing to me. Have you ever had this happen from your parents? Oh, I want this thing. Okay, you're going to need money. Okay, what do I do for it? Above the basic needs, right? Why don't you go rake leaves? That's what my dad told me to do. It's fall. Go rake the neighbor's leaves. You know, rake their front lawn for five bucks or whatever. Cool. Knock on the neighbor's door with a rake. Can I rake your lawn for five bucks? Sure thing. Took a lot more work than I thought. It was the backyard. Giant backyard. Took me hours. He gave me ten bucks. You know what my dad did? After hours of my hard labor and this whole agreement, he kept the money. He said, oh, when you when you're ready to spend it. I'm like, I'm ready to spend it right now. Let's go. No, 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 no. He kept the money. Have you ever had those parents do that where it's like, okay, you've got a job. Now we need you to kick in for your basic needs. They're trying to teach a lesson. What are they teaching? What are they teaching? The value of a dollar? No. No, that's not what they're teaching. They're teaching your money isn't yours and all the hard work in the world is not going to get you above your basic needs. 
that extra takes way more. It's way harder to get extra. That's what my dad taught me. That's why it took me so fucking long to figure this shit out. One of many reasons. Right? Now my mom tried to pull that same bullshit later in life. Until I told her, she's like, well, how come you get to keep all your money and I don't? I'm like, because you have 40 hours a week to work. I got 40 hours of school plus this. This is extra. She was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You work 40 hours a week, cover all your basic needs, then go work an extra 20. You can do whatever you want with extra 20 hours a week you work money that you get from that. Right? Oh, yeah, that does make sense. Okay. But look at what it takes to get extra. Because of what you model as a kid, what your kids, or what you were taught. Poverty conscious people, what do they make their kids do? Poor people? They'll make them work just because they need the help. They'll make them work the fields. They'll take them to work with them just to get, just, just because they need the help. Right? What are those kids learning? That you just got to work to survive. When you work to survive, how do you think you're ever going to get more than enough to have your basic needs met? I guarantee you, if you're just scraping by there's a handful of things going on, of course, about acceptance and gratitude, about following your heart's calling for sure. There's a ton of limiting beliefs, but I look no further than what you had to do for extra money when you were a kid. And then think about, too, how you justify spending money on yourself. Remember when you were a kid that you could have what? Christmas and birthdays. Special events were special, so you would get presents, maybe even make a list, check it twice, and get the, some of the stuff you wanted on a special occasion. If you're just over broke and only have enough, I guarantee you when your birthday and Christmas comes around, you splurge a little bit, even if you're just scraping by. Why is that? Because that's what you were taught as a kid. Or maybe you still go to mom and dad. I don't know. Maybe your mom and dad haven't taught you how to, how they didn't replace the universe themselves with the universe to say, you got to go to the universe to get what you want now as an adult. You got to co-create. Why is this important? If you haven't figured it out, because if you are just scraping by the furthest thing from your mind if only your basic needs are met the furthest thing from your mind is your heart's calling 
my teachings might not even make any sense to those people. When I constantly tell you that you're put on this earth to do something and that the whole, use, whole universe will conspire to help you get there, doesn't even make sense to someone who is just getting their basic needs met. They're like, yeah, but Larry, I've got, I've got to get my head above water first. I'm in massive debt. I'm blah, 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 this and that. How am I even supposed to even get close to my heart's calling? I didn't go to college or whatever excuse there is. How do I make money doing what I love? When all they know is that they've got to do what they don't like to get their basic needs met. Because that's what they were taught. Start with knowing that you're not going to die if you go toward your heart's calling. You're not going to die. The universe will have your back. Someone asked me today, well, and he's low on funds, temporarily out of money, right? He's like, I need to get out of my parents' house to get some separation from this toxic environment but I am temporarily out of money. Is that what I should do? Just go into nature or sleep on couches or I want to go toward my heart's calling, but I don't know how. And I told him this, same thing I would say to you, same thing I would say to you, which is (laughs) you've got to feel this thing out. You've got to feel your way through this. You've got to feel what calls to you. Moment by moment. Are you afraid to leave? What is that fear trying to show you? No one said to take huge leaps. It's moment by moment you feel your way through it. Day to day. Maybe it doesn't have to be, I have to leave this toxic environment. Can you be that internal peace? Can you hold space that this environment is still there to teach you? Or, yeah, it would be better to be in a tent or on a friend's couch to get some breathing room. I don't know. It's not for me. You have your own internal guidance system. If you're saying, Larry, I'm just getting by, how am I supposed to do this? You have your own internal guidance system. Start with listening to it, feeling it, feeling your way through it. What are these feelings trying to show you? What are they trying to tell you? What limiting beliefs do you have? The need to be let go of. I guarantee you, The first one is, I can't make money doing what I love. And that's because someone showed you that you got to do shit you hate for money at an early age. I, I see it at almost every level. And in myself. I'm not saying I don't have some of this still. But I see it at almost every level of my coaching. Or my helping people. I don't like the word coaching. Shamaning. Every level of my shamaning, uh, I see this same belief that you've got to do things you don't like. 
It's just the way it is. Bull fucking shit. Well, Larry, I mean, I can't pay someone to come do my dishes. You could. You absolutely could. There's people out there that could do that. Like, even people who have, who have tons of money, they'll still find ways to be like, well, I don't want to pay someone to come wash my car. Why? What? They'll figure out delegation and everything, but they still hold on because why? They have the belief. They have the belief that they have to do something they don't like in life. We've got to we've got to do we've got to work out. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to but it doesn't here's the per, there's a perfect example, right? We've all got to exercise. No way around it. But no one said you had to do shit you didn't like. If you hate weights, don't lift weights. I use bands. I use weights sometimes. But I use bands. Or I'll play basketball or jump rope or something that I like to do. Go on long walks. Bicycle. No one said you had to do shit you didn't like. Even if it's something we all must do, like exercise. No one said it had to be the fucking treadmill or the Stairmaster, which you hate. Why would you do that? That literally hinders you from doing it. There's a tons of other ways to exercise. Jumping jacks, hell, sex! If you can do that, there's a great extra swimming. There's tons of ways to exercise, but why do we make it harder on ourselves? Because of the belief that you have to suffer, there's no gain without pain, I have to do things I don't like to do. That's the the best analogy I could come up with. All of us have to do what? We have to have money in this society. But no one said you have to fucking lift weights, just like with exercise. No one said you had to do the Stairmaster, the thing you hate the most for money. You could play a game that gets your heart rate up. Could be a super fun game that you love. Right? So, let me end by saying this. Your past is the sole reason you're programmed to, for the patterns that you have. Your past contains your program, and the timeline is essential to understand. But I guarantee you, if you look through your past at how you got more than enough, how you got spending money, how you were taught to go after more than your basic needs, you will find the reason that you have trouble with it now. I'm grateful that you listened to my rant long enough and I hope it helps. Go unravel this limiting belief that you can't make money doing what you love. And maybe see what it feels like to give some kids money just to play. I love you unconditionally. We are different crickets in the same night, different stars in the same sky. 
I love you. Good journey, my friends.